Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! Okay, back for another episode of the Westside Personalized Podcast, and I'm thrilled to have Carrie Bacham with us today in order to talk a little bit about really note-taking and thinking about differentiating the way in which uh, you go about offering students not only some support in how they take notes, but then thinking about learners and their preferences uh, and how maybe you can encourage them to find the type of note-taking style that works best uh, for them to both be engaged in the moment, but also retain that information, right? And so, Carrie, thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm that, happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. And um, give us a little background, I guess, for people that don't know you, about kind of your experience in education and some of the things that you've had a chance to kind of do and be invested in, I guess. Because mm-hmm. so, I know you're a woman of many talents. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> thank you. So I'm Carrie Bauckham. I'm a 6th, 7th, and 8th grade special education teacher. They call it Extended Resource in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Um, I've been there for, I think I'm going on 19 years, so I've been in special education for 19 years, and that's just what I do. And (laughs) And, sketchnoting. And I have a passion for sketchnoting and creating the connections between visual learning and doodling and connecting those two worlds so that we can really enhance our teaching and um, enhance our students' learning. Yeah, and you're a phenomenal artist on top of all that stuff, too. I really like all... I'm a very practiced doodler. My... my, my, My muscle is flexed frequently, but I would not call myself an artist. Well, I just know. So we're actually recording this after (laughs) Summer Spark uh, Uh here in June. And last year, I had not really watched someone sketch note live before. Mm -hmm. And we were, I don't know if you remember, we were sitting in the auditorium though Mm -hmm. at the same conference. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking over your shoulder and just floored. (laughs) This stuff that you're able to put together kind of on the fly there. And so that is something that I just thought was really cool and, and have noticed more and more people are starting to, to do a little sketchnoting. So from a personalized lens to kind of set all this up, uh, I, I would really want to advocate for educators to take the time if you are going to implement note taking or ask students to take notes that you don't just say, hey, it'd be great if you take notes and you mm-hmm. don't teach them anything. Mm-hmm. Or... You- <laughs> <laughs> or you are so constricted with this, you say, hey, I want you to take notes on this fill-in-the-blank sheet, which is not really note-taking, right? It's just <laughs> filling in the blanks and giving you something to passively like do while you're you know, listening to some presenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there, there are a lot of different ways, like styles of note-taking. Sure. So do you, like, how much have you gotten into all that? Do you sort of... I mean, I'm familiar. We, we talked about what the different styles are, and I think each style brings its own advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think each style can be introduced as a tool for students. But I also think that visual thinking and doodling and this idea of visualizing what we're learning and then connecting it with our motor, which is the idea of dual coding, you know, connecting the two worlds between your mind and images and also getting in this fine motor. It's just we can lay over these other methods of note-taking, this idea of visual thinking and, and doodling and enhance those notes even more. Okay, so you could take things like kind of that typical mapping or outlining mm-hmm. or your bullet points mm-hmm. um, and then start to add this piece in. So it's not necessarily that you're getting rid of what has always sort of been the If that works for methods. a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just enhancing it by adding mm-hmm. the visual piece with right. it as well. And so by adding this idea of visualizing what's, what you're learning and, cr- and creating a doodle or an image that goes along with it and drawing it, you're improving retention and recall and attention to it and it's also it's just it, it calms people too to draw and so it brings in all these great things that we could already we could add to what we're what you're already doing with notes okay what do you love most about it what do i love most about it um 
I had a friend ask me this this morning too. I my favorite thing to do is to sketch note keynotes. You know, those big speeches at the at the beginning of of conferences. My favorite thing is to like connect with the speaker and like at this at this deeper level of like what and how they connect to me, and then and then connecting it with images. And it's it's fun to draw for me, and I I like to do it, and it's been a growth process for me in the classroom. It's just I've seen amazing results in terms of comprehension improvement and recall and retention, and it's given students an outlet to help organize their language and comprehend things better and think of learning in a different way, and it's just been really amazing. So having worked with students then as well who have sketchnoted, I'll frame it this way, I guess. So Tisha Richmond, I got a chance to watch her sketch note uh-huh. um, a little bit recently. And I feel like her process is a little bit different yep. in that she put a lot of the actual bullet points and yep. the text down, yep. revisited it later, yep. and added those images yep. as a reinforcer. Sure. Um, is that your process or what are some of the different ways? Because if we, if as an educator, you're going, hey, you can sketch note, and a student's going to go, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's maybe your process a little bit or, or some of the ones that you've seen that might be like Tisha's or different from that? So, I mean, there's lots of different elements to sketchnoting, and each of them can be used singularly to bring out, to enhance learning, like even just basic color coding of, of notes, you know, color coding similar okay. things, or everything that is something that you need to remember to think should be in green. Everything that you need to remember as a step should be in red. So just, you know, anchoring that color coding process to notes can be really powerful in itself. Just adding icons to notes, you know, so taking Cornell notes or mapping out something with words, and then reading over those later and synthesizing that information and imagining what that picture is in your head and then drawing it out uh, next to that information, you're solidifying that retention and that recall. And so even just the little elements of sketchnoting without that big picture are, are really powerful tools in anchoring learned information to, to something that um, is an element of sketchnoting. And I think understanding that that process can be unique to the individual and and revisit it after the fact can kind of take some of the onus. Because honestly, I didn't know that that was the case. I thought that just like at Spark yesterday, there was someone with the first keynote that made this beautiful... She's amazing. (laughs) Right? uh, Collage kind of up there of sketch Uh note. And and it was just perfect the second the presentation was done. And I thought to myself, there's no way I would ever be able to do that. But after watching Tisha and thinking about... The fact that I could maybe just take some basic notes and then yeah. it, it's really more in the reflection thereafter or or whatever it is needs to be for you that right. can work. I don't have to be amazing artists like the first time through. Right. Well, I mean, even just like even the basics of like sketchnoting. So we take in information with our eyes or ears and instead of write, trying to type down everything that somebody's saying, instead you're doing this like, like microsynthesis, right? Taking this big chunk of information and micro-summarizing it into, this, into a few words, like less than a sentence. That's a huge skill. So even just sitting through a keynote and trying to do that with words, <laughs> yeah. and then taking that night and going over it and then imagining those things, and you're reflecting and you're thinking about what you've learned and you're reprocessing again and remembering and it's bringing up emotions, but then you're also collecting, connecting it to an image through your hand, through the motor, and then you're really solidifying the learning even more too. Do you have a preference yourself whether you do this um, on an iPad with some sort of stylist or on a pen and paper? In my classroom, we are all paper and pencil, okay. almost like the for the first three quarters. And then usually in the fourth quarter, then we'll switch over to iPads just so I can show them some of the accessibility tools that can help them with different things and, and add in just another layer of it, of an experience for them, just another tool for them. When I'm sketchnoting, I, I'd use an iPad now, but I, but I started off with paper and pencil 
Like I wouldn't even sketch out in pen at first. I would go back to my hotel room and trace over it in Sharpie <laughs> because I was terrified that I might make a mistake, you know. Oh, okay. So it's a process. Okay. It's a oh. journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask too. So there is this, maybe you, would you say you would recommend to teachers helping students that you start off with paper? so that it's more of a scaffolding, even if they I have do. the technology to be able to do that? I do. I think there's something really intimate about putting a paper to pencil and just like connecting with that and, and connecting with people, you know, and with that motor and just that element of it. I think it's really, it gets just a, it's a good starting point. Okay. And that makes me think of this, uh, I don't know, a couple nights ago, there was a couple that I was hanging out with and the husband is studying for um, the bar uh-huh. and he was vigorously writing all these notes from mm-hmm. the lectures that he had taken mm-hmm. uh, in and you know just watched over the course of that day and I was like hey there's also this quizlet thing too if you want to type this up and then you can assess yourself on there with you know the different ways in which you can interact with that material uh-huh. through that site and he's like nah I, I really just need to have that fine motor skill I need to see myself actually mm-hmm. you know that kinesthetic piece that mm-hmm. helps to like sink that in also and mm-hmm. so so I think yeah we need to make sure that that's we don't lose that in a right. technology driven age like I tried to do for my <laughs> but um, any of you found it to be kind of the case a little bit too with I guess that's what I was hearing in the comments you were saying with the students you'd support in with that the paper that it is good to have yeah yeah that. I think it's good for us to remember I also think it's just it's like healthy just to close that Chromebook or close that laptop for one period a day or one period you know a couple periods a week and just disconnect and just take in information in it's like purest form and just and use that handwriting and just extra flexing that muscle it's just a little bit different you know that rather than the screen yeah so if uh so we'll kind of close this out with just this question then so if there's a teacher that's listening in that's hearing all this and that sounds great carrie and thank you for making these suggestions andrew but i don't know if what would you say to maybe encourage them to kind of move them off the fence i would say that if they're really interested in getting to know about sketchnoting and the power of this this visual thinking and doodling is do a little bit of research, learn about the elements, and then pick one element and be really good at that element in your classroom and teaching your students to master that. And then once they've mastered that, then move on to the next one. I think sometimes sketchnoting is a big beast and, and people want to just throw it all out at once, but I think it's more of a journey than it is a, a moment where you're just going to teach. I think mastery first and then moving on to more elements is going to make the learning experience and the strategy is going to be more solidified in the student and, and what they how they can use it. There's kind of an art to creating it and then also a progression in your ability to maximize its potential for your own educational benefit and retention. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm hearing, I mm-hmm. guess, and what, what you're saying there to synthesize mm-hmm. those pieces? What, what I'll try to do is find some of those resources sure. and put that in the show notes so sure. that people that want to know what it, what do we mean by elements, mm-hmm. they can access that stuff there. Yeah, sure. yeah, and I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to fun. advocate for that yes. and, um, and to share your story out. So Awesome. Uh, so thanks. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.